What is up, guys? Oxcord Radio back on the air. AJ Murphy, you already know what it is. In the booth, Miles VDB. Yes, sir. And uh, wow, we are already to week four. It's nuts. It's going by so fast. Already, almost you know, quarter of the way through the year. It's crazy how how time flies with this. It's so insane. But we've been having a lot of fun lately. And week three was a lot of fun. A lot of things happened. Uh, and we're starting to, starting to kind of see where people shake out in the hierarchy here, and uh, you know, got some weird teams popping up at the top. But you know, that's the NFL for you. Yeah, no, it's been an interesting start. Some teams coming up that you wouldn't necessarily expect. But I think now we're starting to get to the point where, like, all right, these are kind of who these teams are. I think now, you know, we're starting to see some patterns with teams on how, you know, they might want to run their their squads, run their offenses. All right, well, we will get into it, recapping week three. We'll also bring you a preview of week four and all of the games set for week four. So moving into week four, kicking it off Thursday night, Eagles and Packers, uh, your squad traveling to Lambeau Field, and a tough go for the Eagles losing at home to the Lions. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, aye, aye. Um, yeah, tough, tough L to say the least. Um, just the last two weeks, man, have been they've been hard weeks. Slow starts. Yeah, no. They if they could just get off to a, a better start, you know, this team would probably be three and zero right now. But that is apparently not going to happen. Um, this defense, you know, the run defense is pretty stout, pretty solid. So I, I think they'll be able to to be expected. Yeah, no, and that's what you expect with guys like Fletcher Cox and Brandon, you know, Brandon Graham up front. Uh, so you know, this week I imagine Aaron Jones is pretty limited. Jamal Williams pretty limited. But that pass defense has been getting exposed all year. Um, so this week, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS, you know, I think they could they could have a pretty solid week. So as an Eagles fan, I'm a little concerned. You know, my heart's saying they're going to pull it out. My brain is not necessarily <laughs> saying the same right now. A lot of injuries, too. A lot of injuries right now. Yeah, a depleted squad. Nelson Aguilar has been in and out of mix. Can we talk about Nelson Aguilar quickly? Because we can talk about it. A Philly fan was gone had gone viral uh over the weekend he said he was trying to what was he saying so there was i think there was like a fire in this yeah, apartment it was something or something like that yeah and he was like yeah this guy was was throwing out babies and we was catching them though unlike Aguilar and them boys and i was like no mm. let him live and man. then nelson reached out and thanked him for being he was really cool in about his community it. and gave him tickets to the next home game he was really cool about it but then again i mean like this man was saving babies like <laughs> you kind of can't not be cool about it right um but yeah a lot of drops i believe it was eight drops last week so the Eagles have been beating themselves. That's what's happened these last two weeks. And I think under Doug Peterson, you know, they're going to be able to tighten up. This is a tough week, though, on a short week, you know, against a road. good team. Against a good team. This defense is is legit. So I'm starting Carson Wentz this week in fantasy. Kind of concerned. Kind of concerned. But, you know, it is what it is. He'll be fine. I feel like either way it should be a pretty tight game scoring up, you know, up into the 20s. Even though the Packers' defense has improved, I feel like the Eagles can do enough schematically to kind of get over that because the Packers, you know, aren't great and they haven't faced, you know, any great offenses, you know, the Bears, the Vikings. The Vikings' offense is the best offense they face so far. And then, yeah, the Broncos are really nice. Yeah, and then Case Keenum shot himself in the foot. So... I think it should be tight. I don't know. I really don't know. That's a good. That's a good point. I really I don't know who to, like that. who to predict as a winner. I feel like 
you know, I, my my head wants to lead me towards the Packers, but I don't want to count the Eagles out. That's where I'm at. That's so I'm at. we'll it's just like, have to wait and it's see. It's on a short week, and it's like, oh, this is a game that you know that they're going to lose. But just it's in a resilient a resilient team, and I mean we've seen that over the past two years. So I would take the Eagles here. No surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thinking something around like 28, 24. I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, going to come down to the end. You know, to the end, but. I'm gonna gonna imagine we're seeing a decent amount of passing going on in this game. Moving to the noon games, Redskins and Giants. Uh, that sounds Ugh. like a dud, but it's gonna be a shootout. I can promise you. Um, maybe in like an ugly kind of way, but there'll still be points. I would, yeah, I would imagine so. For for fantasy purposes, this is a very interesting game. In real life purposes, besides Daniel Jones, I mean. We know who Case Keenum is. We don't. We don't need to see that. <clears throat> we um, saw that in full display. Five turnovers against the Bears on Monday Night Football in an L. Uh, you know, it's just it was tough, but they couldn't really get anything going. And that that offensive line is horrendous. The offensive line is horrible, and to be honest, Case Keenum doesn't have really any weapons besides Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. I don't know. I've been hearing a lot. What do you think is a good nickname for Terry McLaurin? Because people say Scary Terry, but, like, is that Terry Rozier? I feel like that's more of Terry Rozier's thing. But it's also just kind of a basic nickname. So it is a basic know. nickname based off the first name. I don't I don't know. I feel like you should just give it a little bit of time before. I mean, people want to come up with a nickname so quickly. Like The one I've heard. Let's just I've call him his name. Interesting. Just call him Terry. Terry McLaurin. Uh, one that I've heard because um, his name sounds like McLaren is McLaurin F1, which I think maybe is interesting. Wow. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Thank the you, rookie, ESPN. The rookie getting some looks already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's looked good, though. Uh, I believe he's the first rookie receiver in his first three games to catch a touchdown and five catches. That's so. crazy. You're, you snagged him. I you snagged him. him. I was up on him early. Leagues. I was. You, you can go back to the early episodes of this show. I was saying, keep your eye out for him. When we were doing our stuff, I was yeah, like, mm. he's looked he's looked good from I mean, the Ohio Case State Keenum's guy. And you know, and if Case Keenum is to if they kind of pull what the Giants did, which I think one of these days it's going to come to that point where they're like, we're really not a contender. We see Dwayne Haskins come in. They play There's together already in college been talks. Yeah, no, I don't understand. Jay Gruden maybe happen after this week. Jay Gruden said today that Dwayne Haskins is not that far behind, quote unquote. This so is whatever. Case Keenum's last week. If hearing that, this is Case Keenum's last week, especially if they lose. Oh my God, Danny Dimes. Which they, which they probably will, because Danny Dimes coming home off his first start. There's no way they lose. Are you buying the hype? Uh, I mean, you know, it was a good first week against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, yeah. and then they lost because Bruce Arians decides to take a five-yard penalty to move them back because he thought it would be easier for them to make a kick five yards away. That's just what the dumbest kind of thing logic does that heard. even make? And Bruce Arians is one of the more respected head coaches in the NFL, so to hear him say that is just are you just trying to cover your ass? Like, what are you what are you trying to say? I don't, it regardless, it sounds stupid as hell. Um, yeah, I don't know what ridiculous. Yeah, that's a game that they should have won regardless. Play calling. You know, in the second half, they really tried to lean on that run. Just, I mean, I get it. You know, you're up. You know, you're up. You want to run out the clock, but you don't have that kind of run game. You, no, you simply they don't. don't. Like, you need to keep pushing the ball. And the way Mike Evans looked against Janoris Jenkins, like, come on, just throw that, throw that ish up and let Mike go get it. Can't guard Mike, the real Mike. <laughs> okay, stop disrespecting Michael Thomas. Like okay, that. so for so for this game, 
I, I think I would take the Giants here. I'm going to go with the um, Giants too. Tight game, but probably in the 20s, right? Mm-hmm. Decent, decent amount of scoring. Uh, Wayne Gallman, what do you what do you think of Wayne Gallman coming? This no week? Saquon sprained his ankle, out four to eight weeks. He got a second opinion because he thinks it could be you know something different, and he's. They said he's had this injury before, so he might be back a little bit quicker. Think, yeah, at Penn State he had something similar to this injury, and it he was out for like two weeks. Bro. Um, yeah. So I I would imagine just uh, Saquon is a freak of nature, so I wouldn't be surprised if like you know three, four weeks we see him back in. I would definitely not be you know surprised by anything like that uh i wish him the best and i wish the giants the best because you know if he's in there with with daniel jones that would be uh imagine if odell was still on that squad yikes the hype train would be i mean the clout would be unreasonable freaking real right with evan ingram who's looked good yeah they would be getting some looks uh moving to uh, another kind of schmoopy game that's going to be a lot more one-sided. Chargers and Dolphins down in Miami. And, you know, every every week we sigh and we just, you know, give all the credit towards the team on the opposite side of the Dolphins. Um, last week the Dolphins looked, I don't want to say a little bit better, but they didn't get blown out against the Cowboys. The what was it like? half. 20-something, 24-6, 31 like, What was it? I think the Cowboys ended up having 31. I believe it was like 31 to to 6 or 7 maybe. Um, but it was yep, like a 31 game. 31-6. Yeah, it was a game in the first half. I believe Cowboys were only up 10 to 10 to 3, maybe it was 17 to 3, which I mean for the Dolphins where they've been playing, you know, that's not that's not bad. It was kind of shocking. We're in this Cowboys game, baby. Slow start. Let's go, Fitz. Yeah, it's it's not happening. No, just kidding. I, Josh Rosen. Do you think the Dolphins win a game this year? Um, Serious question. I was kind of thinking about that because they brought that up on the radio, and I was like, "Whoa, they could actually be like that." I think they're bad. all in on this tank. Yeah, I, I don't. I genuinely don't think they win a game. And I think they win one. It's tough because, like, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a Josh Rosen like Stan or anything, but this man has really gotten gone through rough. the ringer. That Cardinals team last year, just the play calling, the setup for him, terrible. Goes to the Dolphins sitting behind Ryan Fitzpatrick and then you know this nonsense continues to happen with them where they're clearly trying to tank and it's you know is this for Tua like who is this for was I just think they you know they're like we we stand no chance at all so and that's why you know their best players are getting traded or want to be traded Kenyon Drake where are you going I've I just feel bad for everybody on that squad but you know you're a professional so just you're getting you're getting paid yeah you'll be you'll be okay you'll be fine um so as long as you're good, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and think that we're both taking the the Chargers. I imagine Philip Rivers, um, Austin Eckler that probably have a big week. Last potential big week. Time with is Melvin ticking. Gordon. Yeah, Melvin yes. Gordon coming back. Reporting back this weekend, he will not suit up, but he will be with his teammates in Miami. So uh, the deal with him moving forward is that a deal probably won't get done. You know, probably at all this. They said they won't do anything this year, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think they're doing or during anything. during the season. I don't, yeah, I think it's during the season. They're like, we're done. We're not talking about this during the season. I think it's something they'll re- revisit after. But I just think he's gone after this year. The way this this kind of played out with the way Eckler looked. You know, Justin Jackson in a very limited role, but you know he looked. Um, you know, he looked pretty good. Looked decent as well. So I just don't think they're going to be trying to you know fork over like tennis. No. Tennis plus million a year for Melvin Gordon. Not to say that he's not, you know, a good back. Just 
with what they have, you might not necessarily be worth that. Definitely uh, an interesting. You know, I really didn't expect him back this early, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see how everything plays out with that deal in the off season. Raiders and Colts. Uh, Raiders getting smacked by the Vikings. Smacked. <laughs> Colts, they looked like they were going to run away on the Falcons, and then the Falcons started doing things, and then the Colts won by, like, a field goal. I didn't... It's weird because, like, red zone doesn't really ever, like... I feel like I didn't see anything from that game at all. Yeah, I don't feel like I saw uh, too much either besides, like, so real ridiculous to touchdown. News? Yeah, you know, a team that maybe we don't have the most knowledge on with the Colts. I just feel like, you know, they're a good team. They're not like one of those, you know, sexy names in the NFL where you're like, oh, I need to watch this team. Jacoby Brissett. It's his time. It better be. He's on my squad now. So <laughs> it better be Jacoby Brissett's time. Uh, I would take the, the Colts for sure here. I think they, you know, we've talked about it the last few podcasts, feel like they have a, you know, a resilient group, a good team. Uh, I would imagine they you know, win this game by probably like 10-ish points. I just think they're overall a better team. Derek Carr is does not look great, you know, this year. Besides Darren Waller, he's hitting Darren Waller. Wow. And but Tyrell Williams. That, a little bit of Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams went off. He's got a touchdown one. in every single game this year. He has? The yeah. More, the more you know. Um, it seems like the target share has gone down a little bit as the week's you know, have progressed. You know, like I was saying, Darren Waller just ridiculous week last week. Mm-hmm. Especially with catches. Anthony Barr out. Yeah, definitely, you know, took advantage of that. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like they had to pass. They were way <clears throat> freaking down. And, you know, they were trying to come up. Derek Carr's your quarterback. You can't do that. <laughs> so I would take the Colts here. Marlon Mack, adios. He's off the fantasy team after a trade. But I think he has a good week. I think Jacoby Brissett has a good week. T.Y. Hilton is questionable, and if T.Y. Hilton's out, you know, where does the work go in that passing game? I would think the tight ends, but, you know, who really knows? They'll probably look to stay a little bit more run-oriented in that. I would think so. Asset also, someone to watch out for, Paris Campbell, another rookie out of Ohio State. It's getting um, the Ohio the State. Ohio State. <laughs> Sorry, man, they would lynch me right now if they <laughs> heard this. Paris Campbell, someone to watch out for, someone to maybe keep your eye on for, you know, in a deeper league if you need somebody. Um, Him or or Zach Pascal also, I believe, caught a a touchdown last week. And then the other receiver is Deion Kane there, who I think Deion Kane ended up with the most snaps, but it was literally like 50-some percent of the snaps. So we really don't know what we're going to see. But I think Campbell probably has the big play ability mm-hmm. um so you know who knows what'll pop off this week frank we'll reich's gonna make make them work so i i'm expecting colts victory uh i feel like maybe this is a week where the raiders maybe show a little bit of resiliency i could see a big week out of josh jacobs uh, i think they're gonna which keeps to them back in more. it yeah yeah because they're i don't think they're gonna be as behind but i mean i still think they're gonna be behind um and I think it's going to be like that for you know for a majority of the season for them they are going to be playing from behind so the run game might be a little tough to to get but I just don't think the Colts are that you know that much of an offensive juggernaut where you know the Raiders are going to have to pass every down so Josh Jacobs should get some more some right. more work here would imagine Darren Waller another not 14 13 14 catches but pretty good game from Darren Waller too another monster game and he's someone to look out kind of for too because the Colts have not been good on tight ends so that's a little bit of a work in progress for them Panthers and Texans uh 
Cam Newton, uh, not going to play this week. Foot injury. Could be Liz Frank, uh, whatever that means. <laughs> Could what a who? It's like a Liz Frank injury. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, which is like pretty know. serious. I don't know. If it's if it's got a name, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's serious. Pretty serious, yeah. So Kyle Allen getting the start again. He had four touchdowns against Arizona in a dub. I thought it was going to be the Cardinals' week to get a dub, but guess not. Guess so not, yeah. uh, I don't think the Panthers are going to win this week against the, the Texans. I am calling it right now. Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, huge game Big for both time. those guys. I need it. I mean, Deshaun Watson had a good game last week. It was like three hundred some yards, yeah, for two touchdowns. That second half, yeah, kind of popped off a little. Came bit. through, pulled some Houdini. I mean, who's the magic. AFC player, offensive player of the week? Let's go, yeah. boys. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm really worried about that defense. Even though JJ Watt was finally able to do something, you know, get some, get some things moving on the quarterback, they don't have a secondary for God's worth, and it's just, how are you supposed to try and, I mean. The, the Texans' offense is not good enough to put up points like that. This is not Kansas City. Yeah, which, you know, you think it's kind of weird to me because I feel like the Texans' offense should almost be that good. I just don't think they have that running back in the offensive line is a little shaky. The Tunzel a trade little? right now is not not panning out. A little shaky is maybe being kind. And then Carlos Hyde is the, the go-to back there. So that aspect is tough, but, I mean, you know, Watson has playmakers, and if he gets that time, Will Fuller can make plays down the field. Obviously, we know what DeAndre Hopkins can do. And then Kenny Stills, too, Kiki QT. I mean, there's people that, you know, he has to pass to. He just needs to get the the time. And it feels like sometimes when he gets the time, he doesn't necessarily get the ball out and kind of holds it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would imagine the Texans win this, too. Um, I think it might be closer than it should be just because, yeah, that Texans pass defense hasn't been – you know, terrific. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a decent outing from Kyle Allen. I don't think to the tune of four touchdowns again. Um, Hell no. I, don't, I just think, yeah, the Cardinals are a team that when you see it, that's you expect a lot of offense to go against them. It's maybe until they get, you know, Patrick Peterson. And do you know how long Robert Alford's out? I just know he's out. I don't know. I'm uh, not sure. Yeah. Um, Anyway, they can't defend the pass to save their lives. So that, not to say you expect him to throw four touchdowns, but you expect a decent outing from the quarterback that's playing the Cardinals. But I'd probably take the Texans here. Um, 24-17, I think, sounds about right. Um, Maybe a little bit higher scoring just because I think both defenses aren't going to necessarily play that well. Not really uh, anything to watch for on the defensive side of the ball. So this is going to be – it's a battle of who's going to – be better on offense, and if Christian McCaffrey can kind of do something for the Panthers, maybe they can pull out a dub. But I see kind of, yeah. I mean, he he did last week, but like <clears throat> we said, this is a different team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiefs and Lions, Ooh. two unbeaten teams. Uh, Lions had the tie, so we can technically say they haven't lost yet. Yeah. Uh, and then the Chiefs, uh, being the Chiefs, don't see them losing this week. No, especially not to the Lions. I don't think it's close. I think the Lions really? are closers. Yeah. Ooh. I don't think the Lions are good. Eagles beat themselves. They really did. And a hundred a hundred yard like kick return, you know, you can't bet on that all the time. I doubt that that happens for them again. Now that I said that, kick return is coming <laughs> for Detroit this week. Um, but yeah, I just I expect the Chiefs to put up a lot of points like they do. Um, and I just I don't believe that this Lions offense is going to be able to keep up. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they get like three scores, but. You know, I would expect it's you know thirty something to twenty something here. I just think the Chiefs are are better. 
Uh, I would imagine, you know, Sammy Watkins maybe with a little bit of a bounce back game. I thought it was going to be last week, but wasn't last week. That was everyone on else Hartman. got on the look. Miko yeah. Hardman, eighty-seven yard touchdown. Demarcus Robinson had a nice one, um, one-handed catch in the yeah. end zone. Um, so those two guys kind of showed out. And Sammy Watkins, it's not that he played bad, but you would have expected a little bit more, you know, especially after Week One where he, you know, put up one hundred ninety-eight yards and a couple touchdowns. Uh, so I expect him to bounce back, have a pretty good week. I believe Darius Slay is out. Oh. Yeah, so Sammy Watkins is your... I might have to start Cole Hardman. Yeah, he's that dude this week, Cole Hardman. I just, yeah, I think the floodgates are open for the Chiefs to have a big passing week. And we don't necessarily know what's going to be in that backfield. LeSean McCoy was limited uh, in practice. Yeah, that's been a big mystery. And I don't know what's going on with Damon Williams. Uh, so... Not really sure what's going to happen there. Daryl Williams. So many Williams, man. Yes. Uh, Daryl Williams looked good last year in the limited. Last year. Oh, my God. Week. In the, thank you. This has happened like every podcast. Um, yeah, last week he looked good in the few rushes, few carries he got. Uh, so, you know, if you're a Chiefs running back, you're going to produce because of how good that offense is and how lethal it is. But I imagine a big passing attack. Running back by committee is the way that they love to do it. It's just... I think if they had that guy, they would. I mean, you know, Kareem Hunt over the past years kind of was that guy because he could do it all. But, like, now it's like there's no there's no way, I don't think, especially with the injuries. Right. Um, on the flip side of things, I feel like on Johnson is due for a huge game. Uh, he's been he's pretty limited, but also he's seeing eight-man boxes like 47% of the time, which is, I like, yeah. a, a huge amount. And then he's, you know, only had like 3.8 yards per carry. Chiefs give up a bunch of yards on the ground. We just saw Mark Ingram go for 105 and three touchdowns yes. against them. So I'm counting on a huge bounce back game from on Johnson this week uh, to lead my two squads to victory, one of which is 0-3 <laughs> because I don't know how to get out of my own freaking way. Got to get the W. Got to get the W. Who do you play this week in that league? Chris. Oh, yeah. Go get that W. Chris, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but you're going to catch this L this week. Yeah, happy um, birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, BT-Dub. Um, yeah, no, I would, I'm would. i interested in seeing how the Lions look to attack the Chiefs because the pass defense is definitely something you know we talk about all the time. Like The Chiefs can't really you know, guard the pass. This year they haven't been able to do too well against the run. I think it is kind of tough because their offense is so lethal if you get down by a couple scores. You know, it kind of becomes a boat race, and you're just passing it as much as you can. But if they can keep it relatively close, or maybe they're just like, you know, maybe we're down a couple scores, but we know that this is an area that we can attack. Maybe they do look to get carry on the ball, you know, a decent amount of times. I believe 20 carries last week. So the touches are there. It's going to have to come early, and they're going to have to contain Patrick Mahomes and kind of keep the the outbursts from coming early if they want to keep that game script, you know, positive for carrying on Johnson. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm just, I'm hoping he can have a good week against a team that's not great on the run defense. Uh, moving to our next noon game, Patriots and Bills. Battle Undefeated. of unbeatens in the AFC East. Woo. Um, Bills. Didn't think you'd say that. Yeah. Patriots getting a dub against the Jets. Wasn't even close. Killed them. Bills getting a W against the Bengals. Uh, that one was a little bit tight. They let the Bengals kind of scrap back in it, but Frank Gore and Dawson Knox and Josh oh, Allen yeah. making some plays late and just the whole group rallying. I really like the identity of this Bills team. Yeah, I think you know it starts with the defense, a very good defense. Uh, definitely don't sleep on that defense. Josh Allen, you know, we've talked about it before, Cam Newton-esque when he came into the league. So, 
you know, he's an exciting player. They can get Devin Singletary healthy and going. You know, maybe that's a piece that they look to get involved. Uh, and some of these receivers, they have some big play guys. John Brown has been been solid. He's picked up a pretty nice target share on that offense. Um, and they've looked good. I just I don't see it happening this week against New England. That defense, you know, it's definitely helpful with the the teams they've played. You know, if you if you're going to play the you know the Jets with a practice squad quarterback in the Miami Dolphins, you know your defense should look pretty good. Uh, nonetheless, I think it's a legit defense. I don't think Josh Allen is has played you know quite as good of a defense as this yet, and he's very turnover prone. He does turn over the ball a lot. So with this Patriots team, you know, who have some ball hawks on their squad with guys like Stephon Gilmore uh, and Devin McCourty, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some turnovers here. Honestly, I I think the Patriots win it relatively handedly. I would say by like ten points, maybe two touchdowns. Uh, I just I just think they're you know they're better with the ball. It's safer in Tom Brady's hands, and just the defense on Josh Allen is going to be kind of locked down. I want to go against the grain. Here we and go. Pick the bills. Let's, Let's go, go, baby. And you know what? I th- it's been you know Buffalo going there has kind of been Tom Brady's kryptonite. Either he kind of makes things work there, or they don't. I feel like even this is though a different Buffalo team, yeah, this is a different Buffalo team. I don't know if I can see them making the playoffs or winning the division. That's a moonshot at this point to even say. But I, I really just like where their momentum is right now. They're a scary squad. If they if they win this, then you know, a, you know, people are going to be put on watch. This is going to, I think, be a team that we have to to look out for. I think it's kind of crazy right now. We're talking about the Bills with a chance to be four and zero, and we'll get to you know Cleveland, but they're one and two. It's you know a team that was kind of that off season darling. So, you know, it just goes to show you that you know on paper teams can look great, but once the the season starts, we figure out who you are. Moving to those Browns taking on the Ravens, uh, AFC North matchup, very key, very pivotal, per- pivotal. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Browns getting an ugly L against the Rams. I mean, just couldn't do anything. Uh, the defense looked. Uh, I mean, they got a couple good picks on Jared Goff, but no Denzel Miles Ward. Good. Yeah, Miles Garrett looks good. No Denzel Ward, so it was kind of tough for them on that part. Cooper Cup tore them the freak <laughs> up. Like two touchdowns he's, over 100 yards. He's good, yards. dude. He's very, very good. Cooper Cup is that guy. So if you know someone who has him and is willing to get rid of him, maybe try to get him. But I doubt you'll have luck there. That sell point is super high right now. You could flip the whole house for Cooper Cup. Yeah, he's he's looking good. Jared Goff, when he's you know kind of in a little bit of distress, it seems like Cooper Cup is the way that he's looking. Um, so like Cooper Cup uh, and that Browns. Yeah, it's not sure really what's going on. It seems like defensively, you know, they're they're looking okay. However, that Titans game, that was something else. I'm just trying to forget about that game. Uh, and with the offense, just not sure what's going on with, you know, Baker in the passing game. It seems like the offensive line is definitely a place you can start. Uh, the protection has not been great for Baker. And he just really, he just hasn't looked the same as he did last year with, you know, finding receivers downfield. Just hasn't been able to make those plays. I think it's the chemistry. I mean, they didn't suit up with each other at all in the preseason. Odell didn't suit up at all. So now he wants to suit up with his watches and whatever. Those big fines. And then Baker's, they traded their best offensive lineman to the Giants in that Odell trade. Then 
Baker wants to sit and wait for Odell to get open for four seconds. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then just the play calling is atrocious. I mean, Freddie Kitchens on a fourth and nine, a drop late to Nick that Chubb. Was stupid. That like was you lost so the game right dumb. there, and there was six minutes left. Like, what are you doing? Michael, like, who call? Is that just the offensive At coordinator? At like the fifty-yard line. Like, yeah, that was so dumb. And like, did Freddie Kitchens approve that play? I would hope not. That was that was asinine. Honestly, you know, in the moment, I just was like, you know. Fourth and nine is it actually fourth and nine? Like for them to call that play? When I saw it happening, I just didn't believe that was fourth and nine. Like it, it just didn't make any sense. So really not sure what's going on with that Browns team. Do you think that the Giants and Browns would maybe take back those trades, knowing what they know now? No. You think they would still? I feel like the it? Browns. I think they would. I mean, maybe the Giants. Wouldn't be stupid and give up Odell if they yeah. knew Daniel Jones was. I mean, granted, we can't say, oh, Daniel Jones is the future because it was one week against Tampa Bay. Yeah. But Which we're not really sure about defensively. They've looked good for a couple weeks, but we don't really know if that's necessarily who they, who they right. are. Right. And, you know, the weeks could come and go, and Daniel Jones could look like, you know, garbage. But I don't know. I feel like, no, no I don't know. I just feel like. The Giants had an intention to get rid of Odell. They did, yeah. It seemed like they're, and I just don't get. I don't that think like malicious it. intent is necessarily the right word, but it just it seemed like they did not like Odell. They wanted Odell off their team, and I'm not going to sit here and you know, I don't know. Like people call him a diva and stuff like that all the time, and I can see that you know there maybe there's like some shenanigans that occur, but like they're not that serious in the scheme of things when he gives you what he gives you. Like, this isn't, like, Antonio Brown or, like, Terrell Owens or something we're talking Not about. Not at all. Like, literally, he just, like, hit his head, you know, on a freaking net. Like, let it go. Let that ish go. And he said Eli Manning <clears throat> is washed. Let it go. Daniel Jones is your quarterback. Then now. he kicked a net, and then he was, like, Married, dancing all over the place. The yeah. And then, like, flew headfirst at Josh Norman. There was a bunch of stuff. Oh, we that just... was fun. That was fun. Also, speaking of Antonio Brown, we didn't mention this because it happened after we let out the episode. Antonio Brown gets cut from the Patriots amidst all the allegations and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, quickly, just touching on that, what do you think about that? I, this man, just it, like we've said before, it is something new every time we are on the air. Uh, I just, I, uh, it's tough, man. He said he's done with the NFL. Uh, so for the time being, I'm going to take, like, I don't think anyone's going to want to sign him until this, this clears up. If it does, if it doesn't, I don't know if people are going to want to take that risk and take that PR hit of signing Antonio Brown. Well, a couple of teams have said that they are very interested in his services. They just want to figure out what's going on with him and why why he's acting out. Why he's a lunatic. Yeah. You know, just basic personality questions like that. Yeah, I mean, if his, if his ish is like, even half together, you know, with how talented he is, he's a guy you want on your team. But with where he's at now, I just I don't think he's anywhere near, you know, ready for an NFL team. And just this idea that he should get that like forty million, it just blows my mind. Yeah, it's pretty ludicrous. Don't know where all of that rumor talk is coming from, but uh, whatever. It's for a wide receiver, boy, you're kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're kidding. Uh, moving to our last set of noon games Titans and Falcons Uh, Falcons losing a close one on the road against the Colts Titans getting blown by the Jags on Thursday night football so they've had a little bit to recover from that L both teams coming off an L here I'm going to go ahead and take the Falcons in this one 
Uh, I feel like it's going to be pretty nitty gritty. I feel like it's going to be like a low scoring kind of teens kind of game. Maybe someone breaks the 20s. You know, if the winner, I feel like the winner maybe breaks the 20s. But I feel like these two teams can kind of play an ugly, your watered down kind of equal to each other's type of football. I mean, the Falcons are clear. I don't want to say clearly the better team, but they have more things to work with. Uh, more of an arsenal, definitely on offense. Yes. So I don't, but I don't. You, you, they really don't ever seem to run away from people in games. So I don't really know, ever know what to say. Well, I think that that run game on the Falcons is it's non-existent right now. I it's just it's not a thing. Matt Ryan has to kind of put this team, you know, on his shoulders, which I mean he's done before, uh, but I just don't necessarily know if they can can win that way. There's some weapons there. And the Titans' pass defense, as of right now, isn't looking the best. You know, Malcolm Butler is a guy that you can currently take advantage of. Not sure what happened to him in DJ his career. DJ Chark. Do-do-do. Exposed him. <laughs> Boy. Exposed. <laughs> Fins up. <laughs> Not for the Dolphins, though. Um, what team are we talking about? Titans and Falcons. Titans and Falcons. Um, yeah, so uh, it's hard to say. I think I will take the... Falcons as well. I would agree with you and and where the score is at. Probably something around twenty one to seventeen. Uh, I just think it might be kind of an ugly game, like you said. Yeah, definitely a little bit more of an ugly game. One thing to note: uh, Calvin Ridley only had one catch for me this past week. I would love to see him get more involved in the game. Uh, a, a lot of looks were going to Mohamed Sanu. Austin Hooper on my bench, two touchdowns. Uh, Julio had a typical Julio-esque game. So I feel like the offense is at its full potential when they're spreading the ball around. Yeah, Calvin Ridley's a playmaker. So, you know, if Matt Ryan is able to to get it downfield, Calvin Ridley is a guy that can take the top off the defense. And with the way the Titans' pass defense has been, you know, I think it is possible we could see a big week out of Julio and Ridley. Moving to our late set of games, Buccaneers and Rams in L.A. Uh, as we said before, Buccaneers taking a tough L. Five yards, backing it up for the field goal, and then it doesn't work for whatever reason. I don't know why that was a call that needed to be made, but whatever. Rams getting a W that they – you can't really say very well needed, but it was – Important that they didn't drop this one to the Browns because that would have been kind of embarrassing, especially yeah. the way that they had played. Uh, Rams are 3-0. Pretty much expected this from them, but I really don't think anybody really knows coming out of last year what their ceiling is. Yeah. So I feel like this is going to be an interesting game for both teams really because, you know, the Rams, can, we can kind of see, you know, will they be able to kind of blow them out or, you know, is it going to be – the Bucks coming back with a tough game, a tight game. Can O.J. Howard do something? Mike Evans repeating off his monster Ooh. performance last week. Fire. Uh, and then if the defense can, you know, they're banged up. Devin White didn't play last week. Uh, if they can do something against this potent Rams <laughs> offense. Well, first of all, you know, seventh grade me is calling smacks on Bruce Arians right now. <laughs> and if you want to witness, call it because that was dumb. <laughs> that What he had to say. <laughs> I don't know. That just grinded my gears. I can't believe that. Anyway, to get to the game, I, I think the Rams win handedly. Um, I think the Rams' pass defense is, I think it's pretty solid. And, you know, with Aaron Donald rushing the quarterback, the way Jameis Winston, you know, can make decisions sometimes, I think that the Rams' defense is going to have a, 
a good week and the Buccaneers pass defense we you know we just kind of saw what Daniel Jones did to it so I would expect Jared Goff and those three receivers to have a, a pretty solid game kind of wondering what to expect from Todd Gurley you know what what's going on I, he's looked he's looked decent I mean it, it feels like he's looked like himself when he's been running the ball maybe not totally last week with only 40 yards but the Browns have a, a pretty good run defense um but he's not getting involved at all in the passing game, which they used to do. You know, last year, I could have swore it, like every game or two he was getting one of those screen passes, kind of like Kamara does, where he like would make a you know a 20 or 30-yard play off of the, the screen pass and kind of you know get that offense going. We haven't seen that, and I'm wondering where that is in the offense or if there's a reason we're not seeing the screen game. I don't really know either. I feel like even – and it's kind of a weird contradiction with him. Because the Rams are such a potent, you know, the, the Sean McVay system, passing it through the air, Jared Goff, great arm, I mean, everything. And then they have this generational running back, probably, you know, top three running back in Todd Gurley, that is underutilized. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. And, I mean, in the past, it seems like, you know, they've made it, made it work, getting him involved in the passing game, and then having him kind of, you know, run downfield, you know, like, he can do like as far as skills go i mean yeah top three i think like when he's healthy for sure i think he's top one i think you know obviously ezekiel elliott saquon barkley are you know probably gonna be your next two guys you're talking about um but yeah usage has been a little bit off not sure if it's something they're looking to do specifically in the offense or if it's to try to preserve Todd Gurley doesn't really make sense to me um with this game like i said I, i think the rams win it pretty handedly I would have to agree. L.A. taking a dub in this one. Uh, NFC West matchup, Seahawks and Cardinals. The Seahawks losing a tough one at home to the Saints. Uh, really making a lot of mistakes. Shooting themselves in the foot uh, with Chris a couple Carson. of things. Yeah, Chris what Carson doing, coughing up the ball. I mean, just tough errors. Um, and a tough one to lose at home against the 12s. No pork. <laughs> and then the Cardinals... Owen two and one. I mean, just can they get the W this week? No. I feel ooh. Okay. Well, then I guess that's the question. We'll just keep asking every week. It it, it kind of seems that way. One of these weeks, I think Kyler Murray is going to get them. You know, over that over that hump that we don't see the Dolphins doing necessarily. Yeah, I just I expect the Seahawks to kind of be able to do what they want offensively like this Cardinals defense it is not good we're seeing Russell Wilson run again so it seems like you know he's healthier this year than he was in years the last couple years maybe um so I'm expecting you know Russell Wilson big week I wouldn't be surprised Tyler Lockett Will Disley who's been kind of a fun surprise you know he's been going off and what I'm looking forward to seeing, well, maybe not looking forward to seeing because I have Chris Carson on the team, but, you know, what is to be expected of this backfield going forward? I believe um, Penny is healthy. I think he's going to be playing this week. And if Chris Carson keeps up the shenanigans with the fumbles, I, Pete Carroll's a coach, so he's not going to hesitate to put Penny in. And when Penny's gotten an opportunity this year, maybe not last year, but this year, Penny has taken advantage of some of those opportunities. So... Chris Carson's, you know, he's a good talent, but if he's fumbling the ball, Penny will take that that role. And, you know, I don't know if this is going to be like a 50-50 split anyway. Penny is a guy that they drafted, you know, first round of the draft. So, obviously, the potential and the need to want to put him in there has to be kind of high at some point. I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things where if Chris Carson keeps doing what he does, but obviously he's been, you know, such a key guy for them. So, 
it seems like yeah, it's yeah, kind of it's, his job to lose almost. Yeah, like pretty not much. that you know Penny Penny's good, but they have a lot of faith in Chris Carson, and we saw a little bit of it in Week One, and maybe it was just kind of like an outlier week, but. He got involved in the passing game and running the ball. He was a little bit more effective. He just he really hasn't been able to get it get it going. He's not efficient with the carries he's been getting. It's been slipping like crazy the past couple of weeks, and I don't know if it's like a cleat situation, kind of like Alonzo Ball with his big baller <laughs> brand shoes, where he had to like switch them out every quarter. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, those. I mean, just that's nuts. Triple B shoes are horrible. I, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, in the, that, in the it never made sense. Like. I believe the um, the brand was actually the brand black was behind those shoes, and that's like I don't. It's a shoe sold at Paxson, as far as like that brand. So for a sports shoe, I would not expect a ton from it. Bruh, letting you know now. This just in: ZO2s are trash. Insider information <laughs> from a former <laughs> store manager at Paxson. Breaking uh, with this, yeah, Seahawks. I think take it. Pretty handedly, you know, maybe the Seahawks' pass defense hasn't been terrific this year. Um, we saw John Ross expose them, so maybe Christian Kirk has a big week. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he goes in. Larry Fitz a good week. Not sure what to expect from David Johnson. Hasn't been the most efficient, but I think that's more due to the carries they're giving him. It's the carries in the system. We need more involvement. We need more goal line touchdowns for David Johnson. In the passing game, it seems like he's been doing decent issue. You might know a little bit more because I know that you're invested in David Johnson this season. Um, it just seems like if they could get him the right carries, you know, he would be having a pretty solid the right year. But they're, just, they're running it right up the middle with David Johnson, and that's just not how you use him. That It makes no sense to me for, you know, a freaking offensive genius that – you know, the coach is supposed to be, what the hell is that? What's going on? He's more concerned about the air raid and passing it. and The quarterback coach. Yeah. You know, let's just give David Johnson some simple routes. It's fine. We just need to get, you know, some things to work. Just feed him the ball, man. Just feed him the ball. Jags and Broncos. This one could be a little bit interesting <sighs> just because, yeah, it's one of those games where it's like, sigh. But we don't really know what to expect because I don't really know if I – see anybody standing out here as a winner. I mean, you got yeah. the Jags on one side. Gardner Minshew has been uh, pretty good so far. Nothing really to knock on. He's done pretty well while he's been put in there. And uh, America has fallen in love with him because of his mustache. Because I of his mustache and, 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 and his hair is, and his demeanor. Blah, 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 and his name and uh, typical America. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on the other side of things, the Broncos can't do anything. Uh... Emmanuel Sanders is miserable. <laughs> Philip Lindsay had a huge game against Sanders. the Broncos. The Packers oh, yeah. defense, the Packers run defense, gives up stuff to the stuff to running backs like they give up air. Like I, I thought it was just Dalvin. <clears throat> uh, I, honestly, no. I just thought it was Dalvin Cook. Like Dalvin Cook and that Vikings rush offense has looked spectacular so far. But then you see Philip Lindsay do it, and you know Philip Lindsay's a good back. Uh, but to see that, you know, I think this is probably a team going forward you can expect pretty good rushing numbers against the Packers. Not this week because the Eagles don't have one. Miles Sanders, maybe? Can he I'm do something? I'm hoping so. I'm waiting Jordan Howard? Game. Hell no. <laughs> Come on, dude. He was on the Bears. Um, he knows how I to play against them, man. Bro. Jordan Hopefully. Howard, dude. I four hope yards the, up the gut, dude. In the, in the don't sleep. He will always fall forward for do. an extra yard. Don't sleep. But he gets tackled one yard after the line, so in the end, is it <laughs> worth it? <laughs> He'll fall forward. To get I guess. back to the line of scrimmage. Anyway, doesn't matter. Back on track. Um, who do you 
see winning this game. I think uh, I think I would take the the Jaguars here. You know, maybe we're just kind of spoiled right now with offense. There's so many good offensive teams, but just when I see this lineup, I'm just like, ugh, I don't want to watch this game. I just I don't think it's going to be that entertaining. Uh, I would take the Jaguars. Not that I think Gardner Minshew is like, you know, God, like white people in America seem to think he is. Um, but, I mean, I think he has been a quarterback so far where he's not necessarily going to lose you the game. He's been making, you know, good decisions. And they have Leonard Fournette. They're going to look to just handle, you know, hand the ball off for the most part and try to keep it a pretty safe offense. I just think close game. They beat the Broncos. Like, no offense here. Maybe something like 13-10. No offense, though. <laughs> Bruh. Grossness coming out of Denver. Moving to the squad, Vikings and Bears late game, CBS. Ooh. So that means I feel like we'll probably get Jim Nance and Tony Romo for that one, which kind of excites oh, me. But okay. if Kirk Cousins comes out and shits the bed, then I'm going to cry, and I'm going to need an hour to regroup. Matter of fact, an hour and a half if Kirk does something that like sends me off the edge. I think if there's a game where it's going to happen, which I feel like it happens a lot of games, this is just like the matchup where you almost expect something to happen. I mean, Case Keenum just turned over the ball five times. Not saying that Case Keenum's necessarily better than Kirk Cousins, but you know, we just saw that Bears defense force five freaking <clears throat> turnovers. I wouldn't be surprised here if Kirk Cousins makes a, a couple mistakes. Uh, I think they are going to look to just you know run the ball and, and keep it out of Kirk Cousins' hands, which is. You know, that's just how they've been playing it this year, uh, which I, it's just really funny. It's literally like the reverse of what it was last year. They're they're now passing the ball like less than 40 percent of the time, which last year, that's how it was with the run game. So literally the exact opposite. You know, they're getting it going, running the football. I think I'll take the I think I'll take the Vikings here. Uh, I don't think it's going to be, you know, any type of offensive shootout or anything like that. Uh, I would say something like 17-14. I think it's close. I don't think, you know, the offenses really get it going here. I just think maybe Dalvin Cook makes a, a play or two here that, that wins them the game. He's going to have to. Yeah. I just the, – the Vikings have to come out with something, some kind of plan on offense to keep the Bears off balance. The thing is because, I just don't trust this Bears offense. They're yes. Put up no, I don't trust them either because we held them up. Last time they got to us, you know, did a little bit of things. And I, I just feel like Mitch Trubisky maybe hasn't taken that step. That we were hoping and thought he would. He definitely hasn't. Hopefully it, Anthony Barr so is far. back. A uh, couple of personnel notes. Uh, Marcus Sherrill's back on the Vikings. Oh, snap. Yeah, they brought him back because he did not make the final 53 for the Saints roster. And then Laquan Treadwell. Oh, I saw this on Twitter. Oh, my goodness. Is back in the building. Chad Beebe, a couple torn ligaments in his ankle. Sounds like it could be pretty serious. Uh Sounds like he might be heading towards IR. I don't know for sure. But... Uh, tough break for Chad Beebe, no pun intended. Uh, well, actually, I, no pun because he didn't break anything. But yeah. it's tough to see Laquan Treadwell back because he didn't really do anything anyway, and now we don't have I any I just wonder how that like, conversation went. Like, what is hey, going on, Laquan, man? Oh, my God. Come back. We need you. <laughs> Literally, our wide receivers look like this. Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, rookie seventh-round pick Ola B.C. Johnson, and then Laquan Treadwell. What's the deal with Josh Doxson? Is he on? He's on IR. Oh, okay. It was, like, okay. something with, like, a, a foot or something like that with him. Oh, snap. So we will not be seeing him for another couple weeks, but hopefully he is ready to go when he comes back. Um, like I said, I just feel like the Vikings need to have a plan 
for keeping Khalil Mack away from Kirk Cousins and everyone else away from Kirk Cousins. I just feel like the Bears are going to – they know that we want to run the ball, and it's not going to work out that easy. But at the same time, because they know that that's going to happen, we can't just, oh, Kirk's going to drop back and throw it 35 times. That's not going to work either. So I don't know what they expect. Hopefully Diggs can stop having a diva attitude and have a big game. I would love it. Yeah. Um, but also, Kirk Cousins has missed him on a couple of throws. You know, whatever. It's all water the under the bridge. Game, we just need to get Ws. Going. The in the volume hasn't been there either. I mean, we no, won not 10, at all. 10 throws. You know, kind of tough to go. You know, from that. And then I believe week two was like thirty-two some throws. And then you know, week three it was like twenty-one. Throws. Well, I mean, week two he hit on fifty-four percent of his passes. It was, it was atrocious. It was ugly. He was trying to force stuff. I mean, there was a clip that I retweeted on Twitter. Diggs comes open on a crossing route. Instead, he, Kirk Cousins takes a four-yard check down to Kyle Rudolph. And then on one of Kirk Cousins' interceptions, he tries to force in triple coverage to Stephon Diggs. Like, it, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. I would say, you know, like we talked about this, you know, the Vikings are looking to run, 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 run. Uh, and I imagine that for the most part we're going to see it. I think it does start to balance out at some point. You know, two of these games they've been in, you know, really good positions where they've just kind of been able to hand the ball off uh, week one and week three. Um, and I just I don't think it's necessarily going to be like that, you know, every week. Uh, but I still imagine, you know, they do look to control the clock here, uh, hand the ball off. I'm taking the Vikings. Who are you taking? I want to go ahead and take the Vikings. Uh, I'm always going to be honest with my team. I feel like this is a game that I, you know, I said this with the Packers too. I do not, I would not be surprised if I see us dropping this one. It's on the road. Soldier Field has not been kind to us as a franchise, uh, basically in the last 20 years or so. I mean, I can't really think of too many times off the top of my head we've come out of there soundly with a W. I mean, the only times I can think, I mean, Monday Night Football two years ago, Mitch Trubisky's first start, oh, and they God. end up getting like a punt return touchdown and like a punt fake touchdown, oh, end up God. making the game close in the end. Mitch Trubisky gets the ball in his hands, throws a pick six to Harry, and then we're Nothing's right there changed. and we kick like a squib field goal to win it. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's stupid stuff like that. It's going to have to be, it's going to be a tight game. It's gonna be and pretty. I really hope we win it. Uh, Dallin's going to have to make some plays. Kirk Cousins is going to have to Make a play. Not yeah. A. It doesn't matter when. It doesn't matter what. Just make a throw and don't get sacked. And please don't freaking fumble the football. It just, yeah, I was going to say, he has to like make a play, but at the same time, he like doesn't need to make one of those signature right. Kirk Cousins right. plays. Yeah. Uh, so make good decisions, Kirk Cousins. Hopefully he's learned from throwing it up into double, ch- double coverage in the back of the end zone in week two. Moving to Sunday night football, a good one on tap. Cowboys and Saints. Cowboys getting the W over the Dolphins. Same thing with the Saints going out west to take on the Seahawks, getting the W over them. Uh, a marquee matchup. I feel like every time we see this matchup, it's in prime time. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, it, it was, was last, last year. year. It was a Monday night game. Thursday night game. Oh, I was like, yeah. With okay. Joe Buck. LOL. Oh, that is So disgusting. at least we don't get Joe Buck. Now we get uh, Chris Collinsworth. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's better, I guess, question mark. Teddy actually did some things. He was able to manage the offense pretty well, 150 yards, two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara looked super impressive. Oh, my goodness. Looked so, so unstoppable. Uh, it's crazy how good he is. Uh, Cowboys doing their thing. Zeke really is kind of slow to start off the year. On the flip side, Dak is On he's fire. trying to work, boy. He's, he's to get getting paid. paid. Man. Paid. I think they're trying to pay him. I, I think they will. Um, 
with the way he's looked, it's kind of hard to not pay him. And Amari Cooper, with that being said. Two touchdowns. Amari Cooper's looked good all year. So I think they're going to kind of – Jerry Jones is going to have to back up the Brinks truck for those two guys. Um, yeah, I'm wondering when we're going to see Zeke, like, really snap. Because it's coming. I feel like it's coming. Um, you know, week one didn't necessarily expect it, that they might try to, like, kind of slowly bring him in. I mean, last week he did get 20-some carries, so they're getting there, ran for over 120 yards. So last week was a good week against the Dolphins, but they're not really using him in the red zone. Haven't seen him get used in the red zone a lot, which has been weird to me. Um, That's his bread and butter yeah, spot Yeah, there's right no there. reason you shouldn't be running it, you know, with Zeke there. Uh, and a big, a really good win for the Saints last week. I, I, coming into that, after the way you know they looked against the Rams, you know it was like, you know, what do we expect from the Saints? And I feel like people were kind of like, oh, they, this team it might be screwed without Drew Brees. And mm-hmm. clearly, that mm-hmm. is that is not the case. And it was a big team. I mean, a punt return, defense played well for the most part. Seahawks started kind of you know catch a rhythm towards the end but i mean you see that with garbage time all the time so i don't think it definitely wasn't it definitely didn't feel as close as the score ended up being with this game i think i'm going to take the saints in this one uh, i think it's a, it's a close one here uh i just think they're going to take care of the ball camara makes some you know some plays to get them over the hump i also just think the cowboys have had a really easy schedule so far that's helped make them look as solid as they are uh, so I'll take the Saints squeaking it out. Um, probably like 24-21 here. Giants, Dolphins, Redskins. That's been the Cowboys' start to the season so far, so they have looked a little bit soft. I, I think I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm kind of leaning their way just because I don't really know. You know, I mean, Alvin Kamara has been a beast, but there's only so much he can do. I feel like the Cowboys maybe hold him up a little bit. And then they put they try and put the ball in Teddy's hands a little bit more. And I think when you do that, I don't feel like the game is going to progress as well. I just, I don't know. I feel like Dak has been too much on fire. And I still do not trust that Saints defense, Fair. especially Fair. that secondary. seems like every week someone is getting burnt. Last week, DK Metcalf burning them down the sideline on double coverage. Like on Marshawn Lattimore, who's supposed to be an all-pro corner. Has not Get out of here part. with that. Yeah, he has not looked that part whatsoever. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that's DeAndre Hopkins, but big week in week one. Who'd they play in week two? Do you remember? I can't think off the top of my head. Point being, their past the defense Rams. hasn't been great. And that's, I guess, somewhat to be expected, too. Um, but, I mean, this is a, a pretty potent Cowboys pass defense, or pass defense, pass offense, as much as that hurts me to say inside. Um, <laughs> so... You know, I think I think it's a close game. Wow. Yeah, I think, think the it's, score is. I here? think it should be tight. I'm seeing like a like a 31-27 kind okay. of deal, something where it's up there. I don't know. I feel like, you know, scores are going to be pretty at a premium, but I feel like it's going to be one of those things where people kind of trade back and forth and you know stop for stop, a score for a score, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's kind of how I see it too. Moving to the last of our games, Steelers and Bengals rounding us out Monday night in Pittsburgh, and Bengals getting a tough L. They are own three to start the year. Very tough. So are the Steelers. One of these teams is going to walk out own four. Yikes. <laughs> That's very sad. Um, Steelers had a tough game against the 49ers. I mean, five 
takeaways and they still weren't able to get a dub. That was frustrating. I just I don't understand how they didn't and turn only five six points off something. Some of those turnovers. Like you got to be freaking kidding me. Come on, guys, figure it out. But you know it's and I think that's what they have to do is because you know Mason Rudolph, you know he kind of looked slow, but he got some things going and Juju broke off for one yeah. and I think you know they got to get James Conner mixed in a little bit more and kind of say that again. <laughs> I think I got to. <laughs> you know this they, they they have to have that balance and they have to keep things simple for Mason Rudolph and kind of you know not only not turn him into a game manager but just make the game easier for him make it sort of come to him yeah which I think getting James Conner going is going to obviously help do that so that's what I'd like and expect to see them do this week however you know Michael Fabiano made James Conner the start of the week so mm-hmm. now I'm like terrified he's going to fall flat on his face and get like 30 yards and two catches interesting stat about James Conner he is the worst running back on contact in the NFL what does that mean like there was like a stat it was like 87% of the time on first contact he gets tackled oh don't tell me that and then like the reverse like the best running back off contact is like Malcolm Brown Malcolm Brown. Yes, out of all people. It was like a bunch of random running backs. Oh, It was like him, Austin Eckler. Not that Austin Eckler is random, but. Yeah, that makes sense. uh, And then like a bunch of other people. I'd imagine like Kamara. He wasn't in the top five. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure how that that stat works, but nonetheless, getting tackled on your first contact 87% of the time, it's not good. So I think this is a game, a kind of a get right game for James Conner, knock on wood. Um, and yeah, that's what I expect them to do. Turn, you know, make it easier for Mason Rudolph. Don't make him, you know, have to pass the ball like 35 plus times. Otherwise, I think you're going to be in for for a long game. The Bengals have been in a lot of, you know, really close, tough games. Yeah, man. And just haven't been able to well un- to take it. Unlike the their home opener when they got boat blown by the 49ers. Oh, yeah, they did get robbed that week. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, you know, a one-point L to the Seahawks. Seahawks and then last pretty week. close with the Bills. Pretty close with the Bills. Um, I, I think I would take the, the Steelers here. I, like I said, I think it's kind of a – I don't even want to say get-right game for that team because I at this point I don't think they're good. Um, but I do. Just, I just don't think they're as bad as they've, they've been. I think it's a close game. I would probably say something like, you know – 27, 24, maybe something in that realm. I think we're for sure in the mid 20s with this one. 2013, Steelers take a dub. Juju 156 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns. You heard it here first. <laughs> I just need a big week, man. I just. And Tyler Eifert, too, because Vance McDonald hurt his shoulder. Yeah, I believe they traded for Nick Vanette from the Seahawks. So Bruh. that makes me think that Vance McDonald might be out for a little while. He was yeah he Wait. was seen yeah with a um, a sling a sling thank you I was like mm-hmm. it's not a cast a sling um, so yeah who knows how how long he's out hopefully not too long but don't really know at the moment fingers crossed for everybody hopefully you guys are surviving your fantasy weeks it is rarely truly survival of the fittest yeah it's pun intended there's <laughs> there's that. You know, matchups play a role too. If you're, you know, able to draw a week where you're playing someone who has AJ Green in their starting lineup, <laughs> wow! <laughs> and, and Devin Singletary, you're you're in for a good week. 
Yes. So you would think. Yes. Please be smart about who you're starting. I don't care how hungover you check are. Check your lineup. Wake up at 11:30 and just check it. I swear to God, man. But you put money into this. And just pay attention figure to it the out. waivers too, Dom. That's a that's a you know. Take big 10 minutes to... every Tuesday to sit down and look at stuff. Just take 10 minutes. That's all you need. Every year, there's people that you know hop off the waiver wire that you know really end up helping people you know win championships. So definitely something to pay attention to. Trying to think of some of those big waiver wire kind of ads there's there's been so far. Terry McLaurin. I, that's the first Daniel one Jones. Daniel Jones has the potential to to really do something. Um, well, at least this week. The next two weeks, Vikings and then Patriots. E. That's gonna be tough. E. Yeah, it might not be Danny Dimes. He's for in those for two games. a learning curve. And without Saquon Barkley too. Bruh, uh, bro, we are gonna kill them. I would imagine. We're gonna kill so. him, bro. It's gonna be like thirty to twelve. That'll be, that'll be another Dalvin Cook week for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, but right now it seems like every week is a Dalvin Cook week. Dalvin's going for. T- but if he killed the Packers for one something, he's killing the Giants for two. It's possible. It's very possible. Get, get Alexander Madison going too. They have got him going. He got a touchdown last week. Keep it going. First one of his Keep career, going, man. And Mike Boone got in there too. Oh, that's a nice touchdown too. Uh, Madison's first touchdown, leaping into the end zone from like the that four yard line. Hurdle. That was a sweet hurdle. Um, yeah, I'm interested in seeing what uh, like Alexander Madison's role is down the line for this team. Um, is he just kind of like the the Dalvin Cook sort of handcuff if something were to happen to Dalvin, or do they like see him sort of having a role? I haven't really been able to tell because it seems like two of these three games the Vikings have had it pretty handedly. So it's like, oh, we're going to get Dalvin out and put Madison in. So I, I feel like his role is it's more of like a complimentary kind of thing to you know keep Dalvin fresh and. Uh, you know, Madison's a little bit more physical, kind can kind of eat up uh, some of that physicality between the tackles and some of those yards. So, um, you know, and he's a rookie too, so the might take a little bit of time. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time. Kevin Stefanski said he's, you know, worked out, but, you know, there's still some things that he's got to learn as far as scheme goes and things like Makes that. Sense. But I, I've loved what I've seen from him so far. He's, he's ran the so, ball well. Yeah, he's looked good. You know, the only problem is that every running back on the Vikings has dreadlocks, so you don't really you know who they are. Know what's happening? It, until you look at their number, yeah. because I mean, Dalvin Cook is not thirty-three and twenty-five, just thirty-three. And Mike Boone is not thirty-three. Forty-four. Baby. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to Oxcord Radio. Make sure you sub, drop a like. Uh, Make sure you sub to that Oxcord Radio Instagram page. Got a couple things coming. We just ordered a new mic, so you know we're gonna have a you know a little bit more professional setup coming soon. Be better for sure. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like at the edge of my chair to reach the mic. I've been doing this for like an hour. My ass hurts. (laughs) So once we get this new setup, it's definitely gonna be be nice. I got the comfy chair. Sorry, buddy. I might have to invest in a comfy chair over here for it. It's my rum. (laughs) Rum. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you leave some positive feedback, and we will talk to you later. Adios.